We are live. Yes, we are. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, so the the subject is always what are we going to talk about? Because when I do these things, I never know. I never know what we're going to talk about until I start talking. That, I had to get a drink, sorry. That is how unoriginal I am. Everybody probably uses scripts and this, that, and the other. Not this guy. Not this guy. This guy will sit here and talk about anything and everything just because I can and I got nothing else to do with my life. Um, I got some... Uh, I'm leaving uh, Pete's here, pumping Pete's, Pete's gas station. So those of you that are locals know that where that's at and uh, what you do there, uh, gas, yeah. I grabbed a, a drink, so figured I'd do that before I picked up my daughter, which is in about 10 minutes. And along that, I figured I'd do a uh, podcast as well. So it is beautiful today. 59 degrees on December 6th. I think today's the 6th. Episode number 12. And we are going to talk about... Um, you know, I always have these uh, ideas on what to talk about until I, I hit the record button. And then they all go away. So, I don't know really what I'm going to talk about. So, what am I going to talk about? Hmm. Well, let's talk about, oh, we could talk about COVID again. So I had a, a buddy reach out to me about COVID and said, well, are they double reporting? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Meaning that if you live on, if you live close to two counties, and let's use counties here as an example. So if you're in Southern Bates County, on the verge of Bates County and Vernon County, and you go to Nevada, Vernon County, to go get a, a COVID test, who reports that for their their county if it's a positive or even if it's a negative? You know? Do both counties report it? Meaning... Vernon County says they have a case, and uh, Bates County says they have a case. I don't know. I did reach out to some other people. They said, no, that's not how it works, that are in the, not necessarily in the medical field, but in the field of, that they would know because they had a lot. They send their employees to get tested weekly. They themselves get tested weekly. And it's a very strict process. Um, but he did have a good point because he's like, well, what if they do this to up the numbers so that it's double what it really is? You know, if we have 500,000 cases in the nation and everybody's doing that, so is it really just 250? I don't know. I don't know. 
but it's it's crazy the way the way that we're like this is a deadly virus with a 98 or 99 percent rate uh survival rate like and then you know i did this in to uh one american news network that posted well they didn't post it somebody else found it and sent it to me and i was trying to look for it on their website and i could not find it for the life of me but they were talking about america the person that posted it was recording it off the tv and i'm always skeptical when it comes to things like that uh just because um the video could have been doctored um it's and you might think, man, this guy's a big conspiracy theorist. Well, maybe I am. But I just don't think um, it's too easy to doctor videos. I don't know how to do it, but to doctor videos and audio and change the background. And it's just too too easy to do that type of stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. How much time I got left? Well, man, we're only five minutes into this. So there's that about COVID. Uh, Rich Hill has senior night tonight. So in this post, if you listen to it and you forgot, now you know. Uh, come out and support the seniors. Um, PrepCast will be there. I'll probably just be doing video again if he wants to do the video. I don't know how I like doing video. Like I don't mind doing it, but for basketball, it's kind of fast-paced. But uh, I just do it to help out. But who knows? Sorry, it's getting warm in here, so I'm rolling down some windows. I'm in my truck. And let's see. The Chiefs had a scary win yesterday, but speaking of the scary win, <laughs> I say scary. <laughs> it was scary because we we didn't play very good, but we did play or we did have a a touchdown that was not called. Um, I don't fault the rest for that, but it's it was unique the way it was caught. Like I honestly thought he dropped the ball. I mean, Tyreek Hill thought he dropped the ball. So, I mean, that goes to show, like, it wasn't the ref's fault. Um, it was it, – it bounced off him and then uh, bounced off the defensive player, and the ball came down as he was sliding. And um, he ended up catching it in his arms or trapping it between his arm and his body, and the ball never hit the ground. So, it was a touchdown that was never called. Can't fault the rest for that. But since uh, since we've talked about coaching, and since we've talked about um, team or individual, whichever one that you want to refer to, uh, let's let's talk about sportsmanship. Let's talk about the referees and sportsmanship. That's that's where we're going to go uh, on this episode. Uh, and since we're talking about sports, I will let you know that Misha 
has still not reached out to me, and we are on week two. Uh, I believe Friday will be week three. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. If you're Misha, and now that you know Muscle Brigade is out there, and you know Muscle Brigade is talking about you, if you've listened, um, you know that I'm going to keep I'm going to keep doing this. So, sportsmanship and uh, the referees. So, I don't know how many around here or if anybody else listens to this outside the state of Missouri witnessed or saw the video going around on Twitter, Facebook, uh, probably uh, YouTube at this right now. Down in Texas, there was a player that got ejected from the game, right? Probably not uncommon. I mean, it happens every now and then. We had one in football. Got ejected from the game. Um, But what transpired afterwards is what got my attention. This kid, 17 or 18 years old, ran out onto the field and hit the referee. Uh, I believe the referee had to be carted off the field um, and checked out. But what that did was that that disqualified his team for any playoff appearance. And this is down in Texas. I don't know what Texas calls themselves. So I'm going to flip the script here like I always do. And I'm going to say, or not say, but I'm going to use Missouri. And I'm going to use Misha for this, right? So let's say this happened in Missouri. And in Missouri, they... um, An individual did that to a referee. I don't know how Misha would handle this, uh, but Texas handled it to where um, the team is no longer qualified for state playoffs, right? Everything in the playoffs is state, right? So, and then kid, and then the kid also got charged with uh, assault and he was released on a $10,000 bond. A lot of people would say, well, why are you um, banning the whole team? So let's use Missouri. Let's use Misha. And this happened in Missouri, right? And I'll even throw myself in there. I, me, I'm a coach, right? I'm a coach that coaches a a football team, and one of my players run out onto that field. let's, Let's use a junior at this point, right? Let's use a junior. I have preached the whole time that I've been at this school, whether it be my first year or my 10th year or fifth year or whatever. I have preached discipline, 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 right? And it's not about you. It's about the team, blah, 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 blah. And I have a player that runs out onto that field. First of all, I'm going to tell you this. There's a 99% chance that I would not have a player, whether it's basketball or football, run out onto the court or field 
and tackle the referee or the umpire. And you say, well, how are you so sure? Because what I'm going to do as a head coach, one, they will already know that the refs are the law. I don't care if the ref calls holding and you, were, you weren't even the, around the, the guy that they said that you held. I don't care. You held. Right? You leave the officiating to the officials. You go out and you play football. You allow me as a coach and my assistants and offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators and whoever else I have coaching with me. You leave the bickering to the refs to us. Because I'm going to get, one, I'm going to get away with a lot more than you are. Two, as a certified official, I know that they have a hard job, and I know they can't see everything, and I know that um, that they're going to make some bad calls or make some calls that shouldn't have been. I get it, and I, I probably will give them a hard time. But... After the game, I will ensure to them that, hey, I know your job's hard enough, blah, blah, blah. So with that said, let's say that I, that my coaches have failed me and I have failed my players because that's the way, one, leadership works, and two, that's the way the cookie crumbles, right? You take responsibility at the highest level. I don't care if it came from the lowest level. You take responsibility from the highest level. So. I'm the, I'm the head coach. I'm going to take responsibility for the actions of my players, right? So my assistant coaches have failed me, or all my coaches, whether I have one extra coach or five extra coaches, they have all failed me, right? This kid gets away from, let's say five, gets away from five coaches. And he runs out onto the football field and tackles the referee or the official. Everybody tracking? Good. I got plenty of time. A junior player runs out on the field in a team sport. What's the first thing that pops to your head? Individual, right? Who's an individual? That's not the first thing that pops in my head. First thing that pops in my head is like, that's not a very disciplined team. And why do I say that? Because you're, no matter if you score a touchdown, pass interference, holding, roughing the passer, a penalty, no matter what, it all happens as a team. You don't win a game by yourself. You don't win a game with two players when there's 11 people on the field. You win it as a team, you lose it as a team. I don't care if the score is 3-3 three to three and you got the ball at the three-yard line, you hand it off, and your running back fumbles, and then they pick it up, run it back for a touchdown, they win. We lost it as a team. One, we never should have been in that position to, for the game to be that close to where one play decides the game. And yes, you're going to have those games. I'm just throwing that out there. So, 
everybody has failed me. This person that plays for me has failed me. Got around my coaches and tackled or hit the referee. Misha comes down and says, Mr. Gwynn, you and your team are banned for this year. Banned or suspended, whatever word you want to use. From competing in the state playoffs. And conference play or whatever. Whatever Missouri uses, right? One, as an individual, I'm going to accept it. Being responsible. Two, as a head coach, I would be like, absolutely. You are absolutely 100%. I failed not just that individual. I failed the team. I failed the community. Because obviously the things that I was teaching these kids wasn't the right thing I should have been teaching them. But does one bad apple spoil the bunch? Absolutely not. So, what happens his senior year? Misha just says you can't play the rest of the year, right? And that may have been his last game as a junior. But for the team, maybe we qualified for playoffs, and now they say no. So now we get punished. And I'm not going to fight it. I wouldn't fight it because I, I failed the individual and I failed the team as a head coach. My coaches under me failed me. But that's not something that we're going to talk about a whole lot, the coaches failing you. Because you're the head coach, you're going to accept the people under you failing, and you're going to take that the way it is. So, for me, as a head coach, I will tell this individual, you will not play for me ever again. Sorry, my daughter decided she wanted to slam the door. That's what I would tell this individual. I would I would also even before Misha put threw down their their law of the land, I would be in contact as a school employee with the board, the principal, the superintendent, and the board. I want all three of them individuals or groups of people to know one, it, it's my fault. Whatever you as the principal, and oh, you might as well throw the athletic director in there too, because I believe that the athletic director is above the head coach. So the athletic director, the principal, the superintendent, and the school board are your four groups of people. And you tell them, I apologize. I have not only failed you as the athletic director and the principal and the the superintendent and the board. Uh, I have failed the community. And more importantly, I have failed these kids. These kids that came out every day since August and gave me 100 
percent I have failed in, right? Um, and you know, she doesn't know how to be quiet. I apologize. So again, you tell them this and then they can they can decide, you know, hey, well, whatever mission puts out, that's what we're gonna abide by. And absolutely as a coach you should. All right, got it, boom. And then you tell them like, hey, as far as this individual, it's going to make him mad, it's going or or her, and it's going to make him or her parents mad. But they will not play for me again. And this is either going to go one or two ways. Either one, you accept this. The group of people accept it as you're telling them this as the head coach. And say, okay, we have no problem with that. Or two, if they feel the need for this player, this individual, to play for you next year or play for me next year, I would 100% without hesitation tell the board and whoever else is telling me that this kid has to play. I would tell them, you have two options. That's all there is to it. The kid doesn't play for me and you have a coach. Or two, the kid does play and you want to side with the kid and not the head coach. And I put my resignation letter in. I put my resignation letter in because you will not back me. I don't know. As a coach, would you be willing to do that? If the if the powers to be said that you were going to allow this kid on the team, what are we teaching that kid? What are we teaching the rest of our kids? What are we teaching the community um, of where you're at? Like, it's okay to hit a hit an official, and you can come back next year. No, it's not okay. So if you had plans on playing college football or basketball, you better hope that you're good enough that those stats from your, if you played your freshman year and if you played your sophomore year, your stats for your junior year are good enough to get you into college. If not, you're going to be walking on. These types of scenarios affect kids' outcomes. Stop telling them when they make a mistake that it's okay. It's not okay. Look at the things that are happening now in this world. They, people think it's okay to riot and burn down buildings. It's not okay to do that. I am all about protesting, but you're not going to sit there and protest and start fires and say it's peaceful. You're not going to march down the highway and say that it's peaceful. You are stopping traffic. There's nothing peaceful about that. You want a peaceful protest? Do it outside the streets. You are blocking people from getting home. You're blocking people from getting to work. You're blocking people from... Doing what it, whatever it is that needs to be done. So you tell me I'm crazy. And I, I might be crazy. 
I really might be crazy. But I'm a I'm a soft crazy. I'm not a hard crazy. I believe that the values and the morals and the integrity that is instilled in me can benefit the people around me. Just my two cents. I really believe that. Believing is the first step in achieving, if you didn't know. I didn't achieve the NFL, but I believed that I was going to make it to the NFL. And without believing that I was going to make it to the NFL, never would have pushed me to make it to the college level. I have something under my belt that not many people do. Some people don't care. Some people do care. I really don't care, to be honest with you. But it was a goal of mine to play in the NFL. Did I give it 100, 100%? Probably not. But I made it to the college to play so that I could attempt to get to the NFL. If I If I would have been set my goal to play college football, I probably never would have made it to play college football. I would have been satisfied with the outcome of a high school state championship. I'm saying probably. I don't know if that's true. So stop stop babying these kids. That That is part of it. You know, some... Uh, I had an individual tell me that, um, Curtis, you can't yell at kids. Well, how else are they going to learn when they make a mistake? And sometimes, I told this to a youth football league that I help coach, a team that I help coach. I told them, sometimes when I'm yelling, I'm not yelling at you. And one of the kids looked at me crazy. These are fifth and sixth graders. And said, when you yell my name, you're yelling at me. I said, no. I said, it's a big field out there. I said, I may yell at you. Like, I I can't remember the kid's name. So I'm going to just make up a name. I might say, hey, John Doe. You missed your block. You got to get that block. I just want to make sure that you hear me. I want you to understand that you missed that block. I can't call a timeout every time somebody makes a mistake. And we talk about it in a huddle like, hey, man, you missed that block. Can you try better next time? That's not the way I coach. And that's not the way that I'll ever coach. Sorry. I'm not the guy. When I, when I go back to coaching, I don't need the coaching to coach because of the money. I'm going to do it because I want to. I want to make a change in these kids. Because sports does a lot. Sports are, it's more than just sports. It teaches you a lot of other things. It teaches you teamwork. It teaches you brotherhood. It teaches you sisterhood. 
It teaches you how to work with other people. You know, you might, some of the kids around, around anywhere might be judging somebody because their parents don't have a lot of money. When come to find out, this kid is a darn good football player or basketball player. And that, that may be how everybody gets to know this kid. And he's a pretty good kid, personally. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up here. I appreciate, as always, you guys tuning in. The Old Barn Print Shop and Muscle Brigade will be going shopping, I believe, this coming up Saturday, which is, I think, the 11th. For the families that we have we have adopted, uh, it's amazing all the support that we have had. Uh, Fletcher Farms is throwing some some money our way to go get them some things. The old bon- the old barn print shop has thrown money at us. Muscle Brigade has thrown money at us. Uh, I have an individual that is dropping off toys in about twenty minutes that said that he would help. Uh, Mrs. Carol Farley has went out and got some toys and some things for the little girl. Uh, my mother, Connie Boyles, has went out and got some things for one of the one or two of the little boys. Um, so each and every one of you, I have a buddy in the military that is from Indiana, Beach Grove, Indiana. I'm gonna throw Beach Grove in it. And I'm sorry it's taken me 29 minutes and 33 seconds to say it. But Beach Grove, Indiana is out there throwing money our way to go help this family to have a good Christmas. And I appreciate each and every one of you. I love you all. Thank you for doing what you do, for listening to my podcast, following me on Facebook and all that other stuff. And I'm out.